The hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 119, verses 49 through 64 beginning on page 493. O think upon thy servant as concerning thy word, wherein thou hast caused me to put my trust. The same is my comfort in my trouble, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me exceedingly in derision, yet hath I not shrinked from thy law. For I remembered thine everlasting judgments, O Lord, and received comfort. I am horribly afraid. For the ungodly that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have thought upon thy name, O Lord, in the night season, and have kept thy law. This I had, because I kept thy commandments. Thou art my portion, O Lord, I have promised to keep thy law. I made my humble petition in thy presence with my whole heart. O oh, be merciful unto me according to thy word. I called mine own ways to remembrance, and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste, and prolonged not the time to keep thy commandments. The snares of the ungodly have compassed me about, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and keep thy commandments. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. O teach me thy statutes. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of Judges. 
Then Jerobel, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And twenty-two thousand of the people returned, and ten thousand remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue, as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was three hundred men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the three hundred men who lapped I will save you, and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands. And he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those three hundred men. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pharaoh your servant, and you shall hear what they say, and afterward your hands will be shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Pharaoh his servant to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. Now the Midianites and Amalekites, all the people of the east, were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned, and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Then he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. Watch, and when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpets on every side of the whole camp and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. 
Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing. Then they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place all around the camp, and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the three hundred blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp. And the army fled to Beth Acacia towards Zariah, as far as the border of Abel Meholah by Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manasseh and pursued the Midianites. Then Gideon sent messengers throughout all the mountains of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Gideonites and seize from them the watering places as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered together and seized the watering places as far as Bethbara and the Jordan. And they captured two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and Zeb they killed at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of the Jordan. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, o Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th verse of the 8th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore take heed how you hear, for whoever has to him more will be given, and whoever does not have even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And it was told him by some who said, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Here ends the second lesson. 
Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our story from Judges uh, is sort of a, well, a biblical theme that God, God wants to reduce the army before he sends it into battle to make it clear that uh, it is the power of God and not um, the might of the soldiers. The, the first command of Gideon or, or, or you know, the, the exhortation, if anyone's afraid, go home. It actually comes right from Deuteronomy where in the Torah, where God gave instructions for battle. They actually have a, a few exceptions to soldiers going to battle. One, if you're afraid, go home. One, if you're, if you're engaged to be married, go home because you'll, 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 you won't fight, you know, uh, with vigor. And uh, also there was an exception for if you bought a vineyard or something that you hadn't done. But the point is um, God wants wholehearted people um, fighting the battle for him and um, sort of half-hearted. I don't really want to be here, but I'll, you, you talk me into it and I'll go. That, that doesn't really help. And as a, a kind of framework for the spiritual life, this fits into what we call the, the, the remnant approach to mission, um, where we focus on cultivating the spiritual lives of the most committed people and focusing on building up the faith of the church amongst those rather than um, marketing and trying to convince a lot of people to come kind of the way a store operates or, uh, you know, it's a very common, the consumer culture, we just try to sell and, and we think we have a lot of people and then we have something but that that kind of approach to to building the Lord's army in in the Western Church has uh, created a church that is you know ten miles wide, but about a half an inch deep in terms of commitment and the ability to have an impact on anything. So um, uh, that that's that the uh, the faith the the strong, committed, sacrificial faith of, of a remnant church can bear witness. The weak, tepid, uh, easily swayed from its coarse faith of a, of a large uh, body is just, it just looks like the world that doesn't really have any impact. Um, a note on the, on the method of, of selecting people, it seems that uh, you know, you could, it, it's kind of a random thing, but it, he, he sort of chose the one, it seems, who who put their, who reached down the water and brought it to their mouth, which suggests a little bit more vigilance and watchfulness as you're drinking, where it seems the ones he rejected just put their head into the river and drank what came by. So it may just be random, but that, that may be one, one kind of thing that's happening um, in that case. And God wins the battle because they do what he, he says to do, and the other army's just afraid of them. Um, and that kind of faith, just trusting in God's word, it kind of moves us over into our New Testament lesson uh, where uh, it's really talking about faith. Um, it says you don't hide a light. And this kind of corresponds to let, you know, let your light so shine before men. But this is not like let your light so shine, like see me doing good things or, you know, uh, uh, if I give a bunch of money, I'm going to demand a plaque on the wall. It's simply the, the truth that when we do things um, for our faith, 
uh, in the will of God that are, are different. They will stand out. They will be seen. And Jesus says uh, nothing, you know, will be hidden, won't be uncovered. It talks about taking heed how you hear. And the the thing that if you have some, you'll get more. If you don't have, even what you have be taken away, is clearly talking about faith. If you hear with faith, with trust, with a desire to follow and obey Christ, then you'll hear rightly, and what you hear will lead you into greater faith and obedience. You'll be given more. But if you don't, if you hear with a lack of faith, with cynicism, with compromise, even what little you have will be taken away. It's what he's talking about there. And this, this is what will be revealed is the presence or absence of faith. And uh, this kind of pertains to his comments about family. He says, your mom and brothers are outside. They want to talk to you. And Jesus' point is the natural bond of family, blood, never pulls Jesus away from the spiritual bond of the new family. It doesn't mean there's always a conflict between natural family and spiritual family. Hopefully, the natural family is all on board, but it's never always on board. So uh, there's always the, the need to differentiate from the biological ties when what we're called to do by God in faith and obedience is um, is different. And that's that's just the fact that the spiritual family of God is more important than our blood biological families, which is is a hard thing we have to meditate on just in terms of our duty. Again, it doesn't call us to neglect our families, but it does put it in the right perspective. And the um, the final sort of note on faith, uh, where you know they're in a uh, boat going across the Sea of Galilee, and the storms on Galilee are pretty significant, even though it really is just a lake more than a sea. Um, and Jesus is just sleeping in the boat. And so, if we if we had perfect faith, so if you think your faith is strong, that's what that's what the image is. You're in a boat that looks like it's filling with water on the ocean, and you're just asleep. <laughs> they have to be awakened, and that's metaphorical, right? Because we're in our boats, uh, in the storms of life, <clears throat> and our ability to trust that God is sovereign and is bringing something out of this versus our anxious need to get up and, and, and worry about it. it um, our growth in faith will enable us increasingly just to hold on to faith in the midst of the storms of life. And holding on to faith doesn't really mean we're just always going to be able to sleep all day you know, in the midst of trouble, it means that we hold on to our prayer. We keep holding on to Christ. This is the rhythms of prayer. <clears throat> and in the midst of the, of the undulating emotions, you know, we go through things. Sometimes we feel pretty good about it. Sometimes we feel, oh, no. But if we just we continue on our prayer, trusting God, that's how we hold on to our faith in, in the midst of it. Trusting that Jesus is powerful uh, enough to to to. Um, bring us through the storm <clears throat> and accomplish his will in our lives. And we should note one final thing that the calming of the waves, because the sea in the Bible is a symbol of evil. Um, well, it's not, that's too strong because God created the sea, but it was known in scripturally to be the, the, the sort of abode of, of the evil. In Revelation, we have the beasts from the sea. Um, the Old Testament talks about the sea monsters. And so the idea of the fearfulness of the sea, 
So Jesus <clears throat> calming the sea with the word, you know, be still, shows his power, is an indication of his power with his word over evil, that he can, he has ex absolute power o o over all things. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of man on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we only beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you, everyone. Bye, Colin. Bye. Bye. Bye.